Mail's here. It's two minutes later than yesterday. And because you know it's six minutes earlier than the day before, you decided it was time to get back to work. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, we're ready to help at every stage of your search. Build a resume, get industry tips and advice, and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Get started now at CareerBuilder.com. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Deezer. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our great friend Brian Conboy at Mass Mutual New York State, Camillus Golf Club, Welch & Company Jewelers, and Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. Also want to mention, too, stop into Rosie's Corner for pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more fish Friday every single week. Pair it with the mac and cheese or the french fries and coleslaw. Make sure you do indeed stop by Rosie's Corner right in front of the Brewerton Bridge. If you're in and around Central New York, gift cards are available for every occasion and they will de- deliver uh, the food via Grubhub as well. It's great there, man. Try the Gold Fever or Garlic Parm wings as well. They're to die for. Rosie's Corner, a proud ML sports platter sponsor. Can't wait to talk to our next guest of the show. He Literally graduates from St. Bonaventure University and literally goes, ba-boom, right into it. He is now the University of Wisconsin football and basketball beat writer for 24-7 sports. Absolutely incredible early young career. And uh, you can get him on uh, the web at MikeHoganReports.Weebly.com. He's also a part of Viacom, CBS which is a global media and entertainment company creating premium content and experiences for audiences in 180-plus countries. So proud of him. So glad to have him here. Mike Hogan on Twitter, at MHoganReports. That's at MHoganReports. Mikey, welcome in. Congratulations on everything. I'm so happy about your first real big-time major job in the industry, man. I mean, goodness, right out of school, right to the gig. Must feel great. How are you? Thanks, Mike. I uh, really appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, asking me to come on. Uh, funny, funny part about it is that you know everything's kind of uh, went quickly for me after graduation. I, I didn't really know what I was going to be doing. I applied to a decent amount of jobs beforehand, and then you know when I got home, I guess I just had more time to focus, and <laughs> and then all of a sudden I uh, landed the job. So. <laughs> It, uh, it all happened very quickly. Well, it's it's a damn good one. I mean, the the the, the platform, uh, the brand of you know twenty four seven sports and all the rest is it, it's huge. And uh, let's start right away with the team that you're covering, uh, both football and basketball wise. Uh, you know, you're right into. Are you in? You're in Wisconsin already. Can I assume that? Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. So, what's it look like here for the upcoming? Let's start with the football team. What what does this team look like in in terms of the you know, overall uh, sort of landscape of the Big Ten here. I know they have one of the great home uh, atmospheres in college football, which you're going to enjoy. I have a bunch of people who I know who have gone there. How about the Badgers on the gridiron, Mike? What do they look like? Well, you know, it's it's almost become, uh, you know, the expectation that, that the Badgers will compete for the Big Ten title every season. Uh, you know, it almost feels like every year that the team to beat uh, in, in the west side of the, of the conference and, uh 
and it, I think that uh, Badger fans are, are uh, aren't expecting anything less than another appearance in the Big Ten championship game this year. And um, they certainly have, um, you know, a, a pretty veteran team to do it. I'd say. I mean, uh, the big the big storyline going into the season is going to be uh, the quarterback Graham Mertz, uh, very very highly regarded. Coming out of high school, he had his moments last year as well. Uh, as a freshman, he he blew up against Illinois. Had his best game, uh, you know, uh, very efficient. Couple touchdown passes, and then uh, then he, you know, obviously you can't put too you can't put the, the one thing I guess I've learned is you can't put too much stock into what happened last year because the season was so wonky. The Big Ten started late, and then Wisconsin had a COVID outbreak, and and then you know Mertz uh, tested positive, and then he apparently got injured later in the season. Um, so I, I think that, you know, this is a big year for him, um, you know, this year, uh, Badger fans are expecting him to take another step. Another, another, um, you know, thing I've, I've kind of, I kind of sense is that, uh, they don't have the, the big name running back right now that, that they usually have, you know, you think of Wisconsin, you think of guys like, uh, Dane and Melvin Gordon and, you know, Jonathan Taylor and Monte Ball, they've had so many great ones over the years and in this year, you know, they're, they're really people, you know, Jalen uh, Berger, uh, who's going to be a sophomore, <clears throat> figures to be the starter, but nobody really knows a whole lot about him and how good he can be. And then behind him, nobody really knows what the, what the depth will look like there. So the running back position is definitely more of a question mark than it has been in previous years for them. Um, and then everybody, of course, is, is, is expecting their defense to be, you know, consistent as, as usual. Last year, they did struggle to get to the quarterback only. 11 sacks, I believe, in the seven games they played. Now, obviously, that's a very small sample size of games, uh, but the people uh, do wonder how good that the pass rush is going to be this year um, as well. So that's that's really the sense I'm getting so far. My first week on the beat. Um, another point I guess I'd, I'd make is um, their wide receivers. They have you know even even their tight end. That's a very veteran group. So I think um, you know just relating that back to Graham Mertz at the quarterback position, he's going to have a lot of options, guys to throw to, uh, veteran guys. He really liked hooking up with uh, tight end Jake Ferguson last year. Um, you know, he's he's going to be a fifth-year senior this year, so I think, um, and, and obviously uh, people regard him as one of the best tight ends in college football, so I think that uh, that will certainly help his cause this year. Uh, but yeah, Mike, that's really the sense I'm getting so far. So one great thing, obviously, is going to be, you know, not only do you get this gig and you're in in just the middle of, I mean, just the phenomenon of Wisconsin sports and the passion of those Wisconsin sports fans, those sports fans are going to be in the stadium this year. I mean, it's going to be a different deal than last year with Corona. It's going to be packed houses at all these places now. We're getting past this thing here. Have you thought about that, you know, the first couple times you walk into these places, not only from the standpoint of, ooh, this is new it's brand new with the, the Big Ten covering it, Wisconsin. I'm going to some of these stadiums for the first time. But I'm actually back, and there's people. Hooray. You know, have you thought about yeah. that? Yeah, you know, I have. I have thought about that a little bit, and especially after, you know, I covered, uh, you know, the Bonnies this past season, and, and just seeing the Riley Center empty was, was different. You know, I, I, I would say that I think I focused a little bit more overall on my on my work uh you didn't have the student section right behind me uh, you know screaming but i i miss that i miss that part of it and um i'm definitely looking forward to 
um, you know, seeing packed houses and, and people out in the parking lots tailgating, having a good time. Um, that, that all makes it better and more fun for everybody involved. And I think, uh, you know, Camp Randall Stadium is, is you know, certainly one of the, the, the best home field advantages in college football. Um, that, that place is rocking every home game regardless you know, of, of who's in town, if it's uh, Eastern Michigan or Penn State week one, you know, wow. it, it, everybody's uh, excited to be there. It's a great atmosphere, great college town. Um, the students are great there. Um, and just just like you said, the, the passionate diehard fans, uh, they really uh, make game day special there. And, um, you know, they have some big ones uh, at home this year. They have Penn State, like I said, week one. Michigan is coming to town. That's always a big one for them. Um, they do play. Um, this isn't a home game, but they play at, at Soldier Field against Notre Dame, so that that will be a good atmosphere as well. There'll be a lot of Notre Dame folks and Wisconsin folks there. Going to be about a 50-50 crowd. I think that will be a great atmosphere. Um, that game, funny enough, is supposed to be at Lambeau Field last year. Um, they were supposed to start the the, the series last year right. at Lambeau Field, yeah. but they uh, couldn't do that, so they're they're doing the second. This was supposed to be the second game, uh, you know, at Soldier Field, and then in 2026, I believe they're going to do the Lambeau field game so that will be um you know fun for badger fans um and notre dame fans uh, i i certainly prefer would prefer if the game was at lambeau field this year because i just think it's better than the soldier field but uh chicago will still be a great atmosphere for that for that one so yeah definitely a lot of exciting storylines and and uh for wisconsin football this year um and you know jack Cohn, their starter or uh, one of their quarterbacks from last year started a couple games uh, he's he transferred to Notre Dame, so he could start. That that'll be an interesting uh, storyline there. And then Brett Bielema is coaching at Illinois, so that will be um, you know, former Badger coach Brett Bielema facing off against his former program. That will be an interesting one as well. I think a lot of Wisconsin fans have that one circled on their schedules. Yeah, I think the Big Ten is going to be amazing this year. I really do. We're talking with Mike Hogan at M Hogan Reports on Twitter, the Badgers football basketball beat writer for twenty four seven Sports, recent graduate of. Uh, the best school in the land as well, St. Bonaventure <laughs> University. You know, Jim Leonard is an interesting figure here. You're going to have an opportunity to cover him. Mean, he was one of the hardest-hitting safeties in the NFL for a good amount of time. He, he played when you were when you were a youngster, though. But um, yeah. old man Moses over here remembers him. He, he started his career a few years after I was out of college. He played for the Bills, Ravens, Jets, Broncos, Saints, Browns. And uh, he's on this Wisconsin staff, and all you hear about is – his rise and his knowledge of the game and how he is really making a major impact on Badger football, Big Ten football, and, and he could be a head coach someday as defensive coordinator and, and working with the safeties. What have you heard about Jim Leonard? And, and you must be looking forward to working, uh, you know, and covering this team and following his uh, his rise here. It's, it's really been a, a, a nice rise for him in the coaching ranks. Yeah, Wisconsin fans, you know, at least at least so far here, seem to, you know, really, really love him. Uh, obviously, he played collegiately there. Yeah, that's true, uh, too. Yeah. So, I mean, fans, he, he's a household name there. Um, obviously, like you, you mentioned, a 10-year NFL veteran. Um, one of the uh, most underrated safeties, I think, in, in NFL history, at least recent history. Um, you know, they love the guy, obviously. Um, you know, he's, he's, uh, somebody who, you know, may, might have a little bit more modern knowledge of the NFL. And I think, uh, players certainly, um, benefit from that. Um, you know, they, uh, they have a couple of good safeties on the roster right now. Um, they're, they're definitely working 
to find some depth. And, and I can just imagine being a safety in that program right now, learning from Jim Letter just has to be um, you know, amazing recruiting draw. Um, you know, that's somebody who's, like you said, very accomplished in the NFL. Um, you know, uh, I, it's interesting because uh, I did read up a little bit on him before, you know, I took the job and, and he actually had a chance to uh, take the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator job. Yes. He turned that down. Yeah. Uh, he turned that down to stay with UW. So I think, uh, you know, he's, he seems like he's very loyal to the program. Um, I didn't read much up on his reasoning for staying with the program, but, uh, you know, I definitely uh, can see him, you know, in the future either becoming the head coach there or, or somewhere else or um, even maybe, you know, maybe he's not ready for the NFL yet and, and maybe he wants to stay at the college level for a little bit more. But um, the possibilities seem endless for, for Jim Leonard, um, considering the job he's already done at Wisconsin and, and, and what is the, the outlook uh, for him this year and then in the future there. Okay, how about the basketball side of things? Are you, you, you know, you talk about the best conference in college basketball, and it's been probably, arguably, the, the, the you know, the ACC's fallen off here, and the Big Ten is, is, is right up there, right? And so you got Juwan Howard at Michigan, uh, 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 Michigan State and Izzo. You've got Wisconsin. I mean, it's a really good conference. How does Wisconsin sort of fit into the mix here uh, when we get closer to uh, gulp winner? I don't even want to say the word, but winner. <laughs> Well, um, you know, this year I I think uh, you know yes, uh, Joel and Artie put out his way too early bracketology the other day, and he had Wisconsin on the bubble. I think the first four team out, um, and I, I I think I kind of agree with that um, at least so far. You know what I've what I've learned about the program so far, a lot of uh, a lot of freshmen, a lot of new faces this year. I read in a, an article on the Athletic about you know how Greg Gard's getting going to have to get used to. Um, and uh, learning a lot of new names this year. Um, so that that's going to be a big key for them. But, you know, I feel like uh, every year, um, you know, people think Wisconsin's going to be on the on the slide, um, you know, um, and not, not maybe be as good in the Big Ten, but they're always competitive. Greg Gard is and like, like um, you know, it's almost like the football group program. Every year yeah. um, the expectation is they will contend. And I think that's even though maybe the expectations are a little lower, Nationally for the Badgers, I think locally people are still going to expect them to be um, a contender. Um, maybe not expecting them to win the Big Ten, but but certainly um, contending um, in the top four or five in the conference and, uh, you know, have a, a decent seat in the Big Ten tournament and uh, compete there. I think it's, it's going to be a matter of them just getting better as the year goes on this year. I think, you know, um, for example, I mean, just, just using my, you know, background with covering – Bonnie's basketball, Mike, I think, you know, uh, fans, I mean, sometimes the season doesn't start out great, uh, but uh, Mark Schmidt always has those guys playing at a pretty high level at the end of the year, no matter what, how many new guys or uh, veterans are on the roster. So I think um, that that's kind of what I'm expecting from the Badgers basketball team this year is just, um, you know, developing um, throughout the year and, and becoming a better team as time goes on. So I think uh, I think that's it's reasonable to expect that they'll they'll compete for sure. All right, I got one more on the Wisconsin side, and then I want to get into Bonnie's expectations for the upcoming hoop season, which are through the roof. I'm sure you saw the recent athletic yeah. post that has them as the number one, you know, mid-major teams to, like to watch going into this year, and it's pretty way, way, way early as you as you use the the the, the term of uh, you know top fifteen, top twenty, the rankings and all. It's like it's it's wild to think of Bonaventure uh, in that group, but from 
the last Wisconsin question that I wanted to ask you, recruiting. Recruiting is obviously, as you know, it's the backbone of, of roster building and, and competing and staying at the top, staying competitive, uh, you know, getting back to competitiveness if you have been struggling. Whether you're a Power 5 or a Mac school or whoever, it, it, recruiting is, 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 is huge. Where is Wisconsin right now in both sports, football, basketball, you know, is it looked upon as, you know, by many in the Midwest, uh, outside the Midwest? Is it looked at as a top 10, 15 program in football? Is it looked at as a top 25 program in basketball? Are they looking for specific players in specific sports? Give us the state of the union here, sort of the, the overall uh, outlook on recruiting for both Badger football and basketball. Where does it where does it go in line with, with everybody else? Well, I mean, I guess, you know, just, just having some, some prior knowledge here, Mike, I think, uh, you know, I think they are, um, I probably looked at as a top 25, you know, top 15-ish program uh, for football. Um, you do notice a lot of Midwestern players on the roster. Um, that's pretty standard, I guess, in the Big Ten. Um, I, I would almost compare it. Iowa, Iowa and Wisconsin are pretty similar. You see a lot of Minnesota, a lot of Wisconsin, Indiana, uh, you know, Iowa players on those rosters. You do get a few guys from Florida, New Jersey, um, and, and California for sure. But I think that the, the emphasis has always been for them to uh, recruit locally and, and really dominate the Midwest market. Um, they like, I almost looked at Wisconsin, you know, even before and just even right now, um, you know, as I take, as I go on my way with this job, is it's very gritty program, very gritty re- recruiting style. They like to have, uh, they like to keep guys in state. They like to keep guys in the Midwest. I think that's the same could be said for basketball, Mike. I think uh, they like to recruit um, in the Midwest, and um, certainly, uh, you know, I don't know if I'd put them up there uh, on Michigan's level right now, recruiting wise, but I think. Um, I certainly think that uh, they're one of the top Big Ten teams in that regard. By the way, Juwan Howard, man, does he have it going on at Michigan or what? My goodness, remember oh, B- Beeline leaves for the NBA, and obviously that was a you know he was there for twenty minutes. Uh, but but <laughs> man, a lot. Juwan, they haven't missed a beat, and it looks as though Juwan Howard. And it's funny because Syracuse men's lacrosse just hired Gary Gate, and I'm thinking to myself, thinking the Gary Gate thing for Syracuse lacrosse could work the same way with Juwan Howard being that name. Where yeah, sure, the youngsters don't, you know, they didn't live through your career, but these kind of guys, like the Fab Five guys and a Gary Gate and you know, big names, they connect generations and connect, you know, uh, 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 that sports, specific, you know, families across the board and recruiting and social media now, everything's kind of intertwined. Man, I tell you what, I, Michigan's going to be around for a while with him there. I think. Yeah, and it sounds like Jawan Howard's uh, somebody who's not interested in going to the NBA at least right now. Um, so I think you're right on that. I think they are going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, for a little while here. Um, um, and it just seems like, you know, even after Howard leaves, I mean, you got so many good assistants on that staff. And uh, I don't think Phil Martelli, a former Atlantic 10 guy, is going to stick around um, too long. I, I can't imagine. But uh, uh, that's another thing, too, that I've always been impressed with how well that kind of relationship works. You almost have two head coaches on that uh, coaching staff and Howard and Martelli. A younger guy in Howard who's learning from um, the elder Martelli, who is, of course, very accomplished uh, head coach in uh, college basketball. Yeah, he was crushing it at St. Joe's when I was a student at Bonna. Uh, let's talk Bonnie's. 
you covered this team the last few years, Mike. They're going into uncharted waters, man. I mean, this 21-22 season with everybody coming back, uh, the big three, who they've added, the transfer portal, the expectations are absurd. Do you think this team will be able to handle those expectations? Yeah, I do. I do. I certainly do. Um, and I'd be surprised if they weren't able to handle them. I think uh, this group is, uh, you know, knows how good it is, and I think uh, it knows how hard it still has to work um, to be respected. I think uh, Mark Schmidt, of course, we know he's somebody who's not going to really pay much attention to. You know, he's going to say it's great that we're getting his attention. Of course, it is. It's great for the program, great for the university. But we still have a job to do, and their job to do is win games and live up to those expectations. And I think they're ready for that. I think. It's been a couple of years in the making. We saw this group uh, when they were freshmen, um, some of them, Oshuni, Welch, Lofton, when they went to the Atlantic 10 title game, um, you know, they uh, were still pretty good as sophomores, but I think they're still kind of getting used to not having a, an accomplished or a very strong veteran on the team in Stockford and Griffin, who had both graduated um, after that 2019 run. Um, you know, I think uh, – these guys are ready for it. They have the leadership. They have the the pieces on the roster to do it. I mean, last year, um, you know, they did it with pretty much playing five guys the whole year. Now they have some intriguing options on the bench. I think that's one thing that, um, you know, Mark Schmidt said that uh, a couple times last year that this is the way we've done it for a while. You know, we we've, we've played five guys. We've, we've always been reliant on our starters, but I think that um, just the way they've picked up some transfers this offseason. I think that they made it an emphasis to get some guys better scorers off the bench who can give some of these guys a breather. I think that's important. Um, but, I, I, Mike, I think they're going to live up their uh, expectations. Um, like I said, I'd be surprised if they didn't. I just think that they have the right coach, the right mindset overall. Um, I think that there's, they're, they're a program that's it's never going to, um, you know, get too lost in those kind of preseason things i think they know what the goal is i think they know how high their ceiling is and it's um, endlessly high um and i think that uh you know they're they're just they're not going to get too wrapped up in the, the hype i think they're gonna they're gonna be the same team they were last year uh mindset wise and, and they're just gonna get after it and that's that's what mark schmidt teams do university of wisconsin football basketball beat writer for 24 7 sports on twitter at m hogan reports recent graduate of the class of 2021 at St. Bonaventure University and just a really great accomplished college career uh, on campus, off campus, doing so many different things and freelancing and all the rest. Mike Hogan. Mike, I'm really proud of you. I'm really happy for you. Thanks for coming on. Continued success. And trust me, you won't need me, but if you if you need anything, shoot me a text or a call or, you know, if there's anything I can ever do, uh, you know, I'm always there for you. Mike, I appreciate you having me on. Always willing to come on anytime you need me. Um, certainly, uh, we'll reach out if I need anything. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends over at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. Go ahead and log on to stanleylawoffices.com for more information. That's stanleylawoffices.com. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families, as well as Prestwick Golf and Axe Exotic Pets. If you're in and around Central New York, make sure you stop by Axe Exotic Pets today on Route 11. They've got the turtles and the snakes and the specialty birds. They've got a bunch of different equipment and accessories as well, including jumbo aquariums and a heck of a lot more at Axe Exotic Pets. 
be sure to stop by there. Grab your exotic pet or accessories for your current pet at home. I'll tell you what, Mike Hogan's got it going on. He's uh, he's going to be great at, at that gig out in Wisconsin. So uh, looking forward to, to following that and Big Ten football and, and, and the like. I wanted to close the podcast just kind of looking at this Tampa Bay Lightning team um, and, 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 and again, they're going to have the challenges like everybody else. Uh, they're trying to win back-to-back Stanley Cups. They're trying to build a little bit of a dynasty here and all the rest. We've seen this before with, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Blackhawks and the Kings, you know, in recent years winning Stanley Cups where eventually you got to pay people and eventually you got to get rid of people and then, you know, find people on the cheap and fill holes. And that's what makes it so hard. And, you know, building depth and and consistency with a salary cap, right? And so, you know, and the competition's only going to get better. It, 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 every single year you're going to have a bigger bullseye in your back. This team has knocked on the door so many times at the Stanley Cup and finally broke through and won it last year. Now this year this team might be better. But I think because of the management that they have, you know, the front office and and what they've already proved here uh, through the year, starting with Steve Eiserman, um, I think that they're going to not only be around here for at least a couple more years, but I, I think they're going to be at a championship level for a couple of more years. Now, look, we might fast forward down at 2025, 2026 and, and say, well, you know, that lightning, that was a great run, but man, now you got to make decisions, right? Because we're talking about that with the Penguins right now, right? It's like if you listen to hockey shows, you read articles, what are they going to do with Crosby? What are they going to do with Malkin? I can't imagine in my wildest, wildest, wildest dreams, I can't imagine Sidney Crosby especially playing, and Malkin for that matter in Pittsburgh. I can't play, I can't imagine those guys in another uniform. It's gotten to the point in Pittsburgh where Sidney Crosby, it's, it's like, He's their Derek Jeter. You know, he's their Tom Brady as a Patriot type of a thing. And so, uh, you know, that might very well be the case down the line with uh, with with a Kucherov uh, or a Braden Point with the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, playing uh, in this organization for, you know, a decade or whatever, and, and they're coming out of what was championship time and, and, and the championship years and trying to build a dynasty and the like. You know, it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to watch this Lightning team. But but as long as they can keep, I think there there are five guys I look towards here who are really like the backbone of this team to 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 keep it going and stay up at a high level. I think management can kind of build around and 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 fill in pieces and and keep it going. There there's guys I think are are pretty much irreplaceable. And this happens on rosters all the time. It happened in Pittsburgh with Marc-Andre Fleury and Crosby and Malkin. It happens with the big guys, the big five, the six or whatever, a character guy. You know, I think Andre Vasilevsky in goal is one uh, for sure. Uh, I, I just think it's, 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 it's a really, 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 really important thing that they just have him for the long haul. And we know goalie's the most important position in the postseason He's the backbone of the team, and he's super important. Tampa Bay's done a great job building up the middle as well and with two-way defensemen, and Victor Hedman is probably the best defenseman in hockey. You know, He's another irreplaceable guy on this team. When I watch Braden Point in the postseason, I think Braden Point is actually the most important offensive player on the team, even more important than Kucherov. I mean, the guy is everywhere. The guy 
he plays both ends of the ice. He is in front of the net, clogging things up. And, you know, we talk about those net front players in hockey, how important they are. He can tip pucks in. He can actually shoot and score. He's great on the breakaway, on the outlet pass. He can give the outlet pass. So, uh, Braden Point, by the way, he's only 25. I mean, you know, that's another thing with hockey these days. These guys are 22, 20, 21, 24, 25. Braden Point's 25 years old. He is building some kind of career in a Lightning uniform. I, I just think he's a huge part. I think Kucherov would probably be another guy um, to to obviously add in there. I mean, he's, when he's on, he's unstoppable. I mean, he's he's got to be into the upper echelon there. And then from there, you know, you, you've, you've got a lot of different options. You know, some guys on the team, you know, they were acquired, you know, Tampa Bay now can win the 2-1 game with grit, right? And they've shown that. You know, they pick up a Blake Coleman, they pick up a Patty Maroon, right? They pick up these guys. And that's been, I think, the difference in them from, you know, just being a conference finalist to a Stanley Cup champion is being able to win games, win in the trenches, you know, get kill kill a couple extra penalties, th- things of that nature. Uh, obviously, it helps to have Veselovsky standing on his head all the time. But um, the grit has been a big difference. But I don't know if I can take one of those guys because they're, you know, they came in from another place and they're not, you know, kind of franchise cornerstones and, um, you know, free agency does happen. And with the cap, you know, you might get a Patty Maroon in, you know, he wins a cup with uh, with the Lightning, he wins a cup, you know, the Blues, and all of a sudden his market goes up a little bit more and then you can't afford him because you got to pay him another, I don't know, $1.5 million when he becomes a free agent. Those are the realities of, of general managers in the NHL. You know, it's like, oh, we added these two, three pieces. We win the cup, and man, we'd love to have him back. But eh. look at Alex Petrangelo, right? With with the uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights, right? I mean, this is this is a guy um, who uh, has had a, a really, really terrific career, um, and he, boy, he had a, a really odd end to the year with Vegas, um, you know, but has crushed it in the postseason. He's been he's been probably their best defenseman. And was with the St. Louis Blues for parts of 12 seasons. You know, he's been elite for a long time. He was a captain of the Blues. But eventually, after all that happened, you know, you, you win the Stanley Cup 2019, ties the league lead in playoffs and assists. Notably, um, everybody knows he scored the, 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 the clinching goal in the Stanley Cup Game 7. And it's, well, cap, can't do it. Like, his rise in a three- to five-year period and winning the Cup, like, St. Louis couldn't keep him. So now he's in Vegas. Those things are going to happen to Tampa. It happens to everybody. It's happened to every champion, repeat champion for the last, you know, few decades. It happens. But I'll tell you the guy I would also pick in this group of five, and that is Sergachev. Mikhail Sergachev, the defenseman for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I tell you what, he's only 22 as well. I think he has an opportunity to be a cornerstone defenseman for this team. There's another guy who I would also pick from the defense group. So there may be six guys here, I guess. Eric Cernak, whose uh, unbelievable rise, uh, it's been really something to see. He's only 24 as well. Remember, he was in that, uh, I think it was the Ben Bishop trade a few years back. A remarkable player. So when you get Hedman, and by the way, Cernak and Ryan McDonough have really come together. You know, a wily veteran and the youngster. And that one-two punch on defense has been terrific. But you have Hedman, you have Sergachev, you have Vasilevsky, Braden Point, Kucherov. You know, 
I tell you what, man, these guys, these guys, if you keep that core, if you keep that group together, you know, if you keep that that cornerstone group together, um, Braden Point and his clutch play and all all the rest, Kucherov, superstar, you know, Cernak and and Hedman and uh, and Vasilevsky, um, man, I'll tell you what, that's that's some big time stuff. You know, maybe you add a Yanni Gordon there. Um, they're gonna have to figure some things out. Steven Stamkos is 31. He's had injury issues in the past, but he's bounced back and played well. Um, but I think this Tampa team here, you know, as long as they can manage the cap, keep the cornerstone players, five, six, seven of them or so together, um, you know, maybe it's down the line you gotta, you know, you gotta let a a Yanni Gord go, but Anthony Sorelli is a guy who, you know, you rely on more, right? Like he he he's a guy who uh, is on the second power play unit. You know, um, you know Stamkos is there. I don't know how long he'll be there. Um, <clears throat> you know, assuming down the line, three four years down the line, you know Stamkos, uh, some of these guys are going to be gone. Uh, but if they keep the cornerstone going and they kind of plug and play the way they have. Uh, you know, keep some of the grit, you know, replace grit, know the right players to come in. Uh, this Tampa Bay team, I think uh, I think they might have a couple more cups in them. I really do. They've been fun to watch. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State. Our good friend Matt Graham of State Farm Insurance. Heather Saxton of Hunt Real Estate and our great friends at Bryant Stratton College. Log on today to bryantstratton.edu. They've got awesome options for two- and four-year degrees, which are always starting soon. And if you want to go to Bryant Stratton College in Central New York, you can do so. Two great locations, James Street and in Liverpool, Bryant and Stratton College, the official college of the ML Sports Platter. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports, and you can, of course, download and subscribe to this very podcast all over the major platforms. Leave feedback and a five-star review uh, where necessary. That stuff does go a long way. Videos out on all the platforms, my ML Sports takes, my 9-Minute with Mike Lindsley videos, TikTok and YouTube, IGTV, Instagram, and, of course, Twitter and Facebook as well. Big time thanks to Mike Hogan. He's going to do awesome things covering Wisconsin Badger football and basketball. Don't forget to also hit me on Facebook and Instagram, ML Sports Platter as well. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Marshalls with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> 
She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshalls. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshalls. Grand Canyon University, a Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering over 200 engaging programs online. GCU integrates the free market system and its welcoming Christian worldview perspective into its academic programs and throughout our online campus. GCU's online students received over $100 million in scholarships in 2020. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you qualify for. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.